In a world dominated by in-depth tacticas, master spotlights, and battle reports, four men have taken it upon themselves to answer all of the questions that absolutely nobody is asking. Connor Rooney, previous UK Masters finalist, now a mere washed-up husk of his former self. Rich Keeling, the only person on the planet to have faction-hopped more times than he's actually played games. Peter Shepard, a man with more wooden spoons than the kitchen section of Ikea and Sebastian Humphreys, a player with no real accolades who was mainly brought in to record this voiceover. No agreements will be reached, no arguments will be left unmade. Just nearly 60 minutes of banal, unimportant battling with no real conclusion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to High Fidelity. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to High Fidelity. Without further ado, we're going to leap straight into the episode. Today I'm joined by Connor Rooney, Rich Keeling, Peter Shepard and I'm going to be your host. I'm Sebastian Humphreys. We are going to be discussing what the best and the worst 10 Soulstone models in the entirety of Malifaux are. A um, couple of quick rules. There can be absolutely no agreements by anyone. There can be no concurrence between any of our arguments, and no one can admit defeat. We all have to argue <laughs> to the very end. Not a problem. Uh, afterwards, there's going to be a little Twitter poll we're going to stick out there so you can see who you thought was the best overall for both best and worst. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Okay. Uh, Rich, why don't we start with oh. you? Your best 10 Soulstone model. Well... I mean, I had a little side bet with Connor earlier on today, and I think he's already guessed what I'm going to be going for. And as I've recently painted him, and he will be uh, at the Nationals weekend. I think it's Pete, in fact, has named him over Twitter. This is J Jerry, the Pigeon of Death. This would be the Carrion Emissary, <laughs> who is by far and away, as far as I'm concerned, the standout best 10 stone model uh, within Malifaux. I'm, I'm not even going to touch on the upgrades to start with because you don't even really need to it's an amazing stat line sixes across the board apart from nines which are wounds hard to kill in a faction that's already incredibly tanky but it is a very slow faction so fortunately makes everything around him faster by giving it plus one walk and he is, is flight himself equally the resurrectionist not known for their shooting has a fantastic min damage three three blast four double blast damage track at range with a fair fat stack of fat triggers in itself, puts in trick, puts in uh, shards to block line of sight, summons its own models, not off one zero ability, but two zero abilities, allowing it to summon in. And then you get into all the uh, the conflux upgrades itself, whether that's its own one, which is fantastic with Nicodem, like adding pauses to, to lures and bells and damage tracks on hanged. Never mind, you don't need to flip for damage with hanged, it's just all about hitting. And then, you know, you go through McMorning, um, through through Yan Lo, turning it into an Ancestor, and adding its outbreak when it comes back on, giving everything fast when it's with Tara. It's a phenomenal model. You can't touch. The, the, it's, it's nice that you've come to me first, Seb, because this means we can get it out of the way nice and quick. Yes, <laughs> the Carrion Emissary. Best 10 souls down middle of the month. Jerry the Pigeon, uh, 2016. Jerry the Pigeon, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Any, anyone anyone want to leap on this one? Yeah, uh... Didn't he die on turn one of 
Turn, the first activation of turn two in a game earlier today. Uh, he he, <laughs> he he was shot by filthy filthy Elstringers to death uh, in the game earlier on, and by Lucius's sniper rifle. But is that the model's fault or is that my fault? Let's be honest, here, Connor. Well, I mean that was largely your fault. Although <laughs> uh, I've I've had that happen several times, and it does bring up what I think is the one of the slight flaws of the. Emissary, because let's be honest, it's a great model. All the models we talk about today, pro- well, yep. this section will be. Um, and that's the <laughs> fact that it's really not hard to kill. 6-6 six, six is a good stat uh, Actually, line, uh, it is hard to kill. It has a very it, it, It's written on the cards, Connor. 6-6 uh, <laughs> six, six and hard to kill for a 10-stone mm. model is not particularly hard to get through, especially when you're an enforcer and can't use stones. I mean, it's not, it's not a flaw so bad, it's not worth bringing but I'd, I'd say that the biggest flaw for the emissary is just that for its stones it's not particularly tough and a lot of the time you do want it maybe not super forward but it is a model that needs to be somewhat near the front to be doing stuff it's not philip and the nanny who sits at the very back of the board sure sure so it's a high priority target and the reason mm-hmm. it is a high priority target that as well is because it's, it's so effective on the board that you want to be taken out in that game that you know you referred to earlier on where we we played earlier on today um where i won and anything that connor says is, is an outright lie um <laughs> The reason you went for it first turn and you know put so much AP into it both turn one and turn two was to remove it from the board because it's such a big threat. Surely, well, so partially because it, it, it wasn't was a very big good, threat, you, you wouldn't be, um, you wouldn't be going for it. But it was also the easiest model to kill in the crew, hmm. which is another big part of it. Like trying to deal with something that can stone like Philip or stuff that is hard to wound or incorporeals a lot harder to deal with, especially with most ranged attacks. Whereas it just really has no defensive kit other than hard to kill, and it, it it's, does it's the become... shy the shards of my theory. Like, well, yeah, up. but I the amount of times I've gotten around those, I, I find them not as hard to play around as uh, people think. Um, although they are obviously. I mean, must admit, one thing I, I do really, really want to try with, and I've not tried with them just yet, is my little helper with the carrying heresy. So you know, you can pop up twice the amount of shard markers to get four markers down in in. Uh, in one turn to stop you from being able to sneak around it. Yeah. But no, I mean, Pete, you're a, you're a fellow Reza. Surely you're going to back me on this one. Um, <laughs> it is, as same as Connor said, it's just, the fa- it's just got hard to kill. So if you can get round hard to kill, it's going nine wounds. If you can get round hard to kill, it's gone. Let's say anything like any big, strong model, a Vicks are going to rip it apart. Anything like that is just not going to last. So if it had terrifying or something like that, just to make it a little bit more cautious, but it's just yeah, nine wounds, hard to kill. It's not going to live. I must admit, I do. I do look at the the, the brutal emissary's armor, um, and I'm a little jealous of that. But I find the flight and the the bubble of, of making everything else around you fast far outweighs that. But yes, me personally, I need to be more cautious in using it. Um, but no, I, I'd love to hear what other people think is better than the carrier emissary. I I do think it's interesting. It's it clearly dies to our stringers because it's a giant pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Beware well, the you, puffin if, of death. If you, yeah, if you look at Connor's owl stringers, they uh, there's a puffin and a uh, what was the other one? A toucan. Puffin. <laughs> famous <laughs> puffin and a toucan. Yeah, beware the, bane the puffins. of many a pigeon across the globe. <laughs> 
the only thing I would say, I, I'm not sure it's quite... Okay, it's technically a ranged attack, but I don't know if it quite takes Reza's large lack of shooting and mitigates it entirely. It's got range six. Yeah. Yeah, I don't that's know. Longer, like, that's, that's longer than anything, than except from, you know, Philip and the Nanny's well-deserved new upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, what, guild autopsies. There's not a lot else that, that gives range, so it's nice to have something. Yeah, I mean, range six is, uh, you know, better than no range, but I, I haven't actually seen it come up that often because is it a two inch melee as well one inch one inch one melee. Inch. oh it is one inch okay because i know yeah, some so of the, i think inch. some of them are a bit longer but i could be wrong mm-hmm. i mean like all the emissaries it's got that auto trigger to do it again you can force Ugh. ski markers out of your opponents you can add poison i mean that admittedly rams are missing but apart from that that's a... it's, it's not it's not an auto trigger to do it again no no it, no uh, only no, only the guild is yeah 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 well, we all hate guilds. <laughs> I think <laughs> you hate guild a lot more than I do. I just feel bad for them because they're so boring. Yeah, I need to. I, 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 I really. <laughs> Listen I, to the I, guy who's been playing them solidly. For eight months. I really need to write that blog entry. <laughs> <laughs> the the last one. Okay. Well, yeah. And to be fair, not that not that I'm not that I'm jumping on your bandwagon, but you yeah, haven't even brought up what it can do after. Destin, well, that's what I mean. It, you know, it has two separate summoning abilities right on the card. Yeah. In fact, you know, bringing in just mindless zombie chaff, whether you're using that for activation control or whether, it, or like I was doing today, to boost Reaver's damage, um, and then bringing able to bring in you know flesh contracts, doxies, bells, whatever it is. You know, I actually it. think it's probably one of the weaker uh, of the destined removals. Really? Yeah. And the, really? there's two, and there's two reasons, and one is basically. Because it's summoning, you can't mm. do it before turn four. Yeah. It means that you're not scheme running until turn five, and those cost models are usually scheme runners. Ah, um, not always. Not I know no. there's other options, but they're not you're not getting a hanged or a punk zombie. It is no, not a you, coincidence but, that But you're it getting is a drowned exactly below you, you a know, punk you, zombie. You're getting, you're getting drowns, you're getting fresh contracts, you're getting Oh yeah, bells, no, I, I know, think it's are... fine. I just think um and part of that is because I just think shards are so handy. Mm. Um, that, I mean, it's good, but, you know, it's not as good as giving everything on the board focused, or, um, what's, I'm trying to remember what the other ones are. Uh, So please, if you can't remember these other ones that are so much better. Well, uh, to be honest, I just have (laughs) a Well, there's the, there's the random gremlin one. um, Oh, actually, I love the gremlin one. The gremlin one is fantastic. It is, it's awesome, Um, but it is, it is random. Situational. And, I think uh, I think the uh, shadowy, of course, is very very good with the new yeah. broken. I mean, it's, it's not bad. I just think it's a lot more situational than some of the other emissaries. All right, all right. Well, let's let's move on then, Connor, to your decision for best uh, best ten soulstone model. All right. Well, all I am not going to uh, stick with the emissaries. I won't be surprised if we see another one. No, no. Uh, and I I did debate taking one of the other ones, but I went for something um, a bit more flexible in where you see him, let us just say. Uh, and that is the mercenary Ten Soulstone Henchman McTavish. I do believe, Mr. Seb Humphreys, yeah, you owe me ten pounds. Thank take, you very much. Yeah, take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bet I would take him, or yes. he would show up? No, you no, you I... both called each other. That's funny. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> what, what's funny about that, though, is I've actually, you know, I at Ten Stones, it's pro- it is one of the most competitive, um, competitive spots. Uh, and I I'm not gonna say McTavish goes in every list because he. Uh, he definitely doesn't. Um, I specifically am not a huge fan of dropping him into resers just because of all the hard to kill. Um, but man, I love this guy, and he is really interesting because he plays such a different role in different places. So, uh, just to start off, we'll start off with where he is by far the most broken. Uh, he is probably, from my experience and people I've talked to, the number one target for Glowy yeah. by Wong players. Yep. So um, there's kind of a couple things that make models good. It's, you know, if they show up in lots of different places and if they show up in certain places where you're terrified of them. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to spend too much time on Wong, but basically it turns him to a 3-5-7 damage spread that ignores everything. And there's all sorts of other stuff well, you can do things. in that crew to make him even crazier. Uh, I'm not having not played Wong. I'm not super into some of it, but I've definitely seen the sparks turning him into a construct, giving him fast and I think positive, all sorts of crazy stuff. But even outside of that, he brings one other thing before I get to his base card, and that is bringing Hexed Among You into into crews that don't have Zoraida. And this is actually what I used him for a lot uh, when I first started using him. Was I was dropping, uh, I was take, I used to take bad juju and two Waldgeist and squatters rights, uh, mm-hmm. but juju was kind of not fast enough to do anything, in, uh, sure. especially when I was playing Dreamer or something. It's different with Zoraida, but so basically I dropped in McTavish, um, and now I can get those Waldgeists up the board still, and I still do this because I think that's an excellent play in squatters right so it's also even better now with getting a will-o'-the-wisp up if you need your upgrade slots on zoraida um and then he's just he's just so darn flexible so he's got the 246 gun which ignores cover doesn't randomize shooting into engagements and completely negates the fact that angel eyes is a model (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah um and the best part of this gun, other than the fact that it's ridiculous 14-inch range, is all those abilities are in the write-up for the gun, which means Doppelganger gets them. So now okay. you have two guns at 14 inches. Mm-hmm. So I am going to look mostly at McTavish from a Neverborn and Gremlin standpoint, just because those are the factions he turns up most in and the factions I play the most. Sure. Um, sure. But he can be taken in any faction, and getting... Getting recalled training on that gun is awesome, but uh, it's so his guns his main attack, but he's still got a two four five combat attack. You can get plus flips on it. There's a severe that you can kill the target if you do severe damage unless it discards two cards. I'm gonna be honest, I've never seen that happen, but no. it's there just in case. Sure. Um, but then he's got so much support. He can create soft cover. He's got his other zero to push around and heal and do actions and draw cards. and He's unimpeded. And the two thi- the two abilities that I actually find uh, people don't talk about enough is the enemies cannot focus or go defensive within six, which helps yeah. protect Zoraida. That is a huge um, ability, especially Which is amazing. 
it's it's great against 10 Thunders, but it's also great in certain crews where, say, Lucius. Um, I haven't used him with Lucius yet, but I do actually want to try it. Uh, basically, it stops you from being able to get around his ability to ditch a card to put you on Nig Flips, because now you can't really focus to get around that. Uh, and, and oh man, the, the six-inch uh, all attacks uh, that aren't combat attacks um count as uh cover counts so now uh now a waldgeist or mctavish himself behind a tree hanged or on negative flips mm -hmm. anytime i can put hanged on negative flips i'm happy or snipers or whatever um i mean he's not he's uh, he's got weaknesses the main one being that he's not min damage three um but defense Unless six ten glowing. wounds can use stones and I is, do think the stones is the big thing. That's um, see, that's my big question to you, Connor. Is having less worse stats than say Terry the Pigeon of Death and no defensive front card abilities is that outweighed in your books by having stones to be able to prevent damage? It depends. Um, and I wouldn't say he has no defensive kit. He's actually got incredible defensive kit outside of combat. Because he basically has the ability to keep in cover all the time with his zero. So yep. basically, I've t I tend to find he never isn't counting as in cover. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, so against certain crews, that won't matter as much as it will against others. But I do think it's not no defensive kit. Just all sorts of stuff. I've had this come up a lot. Uh, against Lilith, it was incredible. Because she sure. was trying to drag people in and couldn't. Um, and basically... Yeah, he just, he really increases the tankiness of specific crews. Um, but even without that ability playing much effect other than on himself, it makes him quite a bit tougher than he looks. And it's just great fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, glowy Wong aside, because I don't think we can really measure a, a 10 Soulstone model in a very, very specific master build, particularly when he's a mercenary. Would, I mean, the fact you say he's a mercenary... Is he worth 11 stones going into other people's crews? Absolutely. And I've sure. seen him in at least four factions. Okay. I've, I've faced him in Outcasts. I faced mm -hmm. him in Neverborn. I've faced him in Gremlins. And I believe it was Arkan... No, Ten Thunders. Ten Thunders. I, I actually think he's one of the mercenaries I see the most outside of faction. That's at that stone cost. Okay. Way more than Bishop, that's for sure. Well, and I'd yeah, say is a bad model, I'd say more that's... than Taylor, but Taylor is probably the closest. Hopefully, someone uh, will bring Bishop up later on. But yeah, I'm not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the best section, right? Right. So I mean, everything you've mentioned, Connor, I entirely understand why you choose McTavish. It's why part of the reason why I bet was said that you would take him. But given <laughs> so many abilities on his card, both front and back are reliant on Swamp Fiend to be that Swamp is ours or his hunting rifle. Does that not limit his effectiveness when taken in these factions that you said you've seen him win that aren't Gremlins, uh, that aren't I think never there's been? a couple. Uh, I don't think the ri The rifles shoot six anyway, which is almost as good you as you get for a gun. So I generally just consider that shoot six, and then if there's a Swamp Fiend near, it's a bonus. Uh, mm -hmm. And other than that, the only thing he has that Swamp Fiend-related on the card is the six inch bubble he has. And although that's amazing mm. with Swamp Fiends, I do find a lot of the time just having it on himself is pretty good. 
Um, and he's got so much on his card that one thing not being at its most effective is not, um, is not particularly that bad. I, I, like, if I do have issues with him, that's definitely not one of them. Cool. I mean, I've got a, a couple of other things, but if anyone else wants to jump in and, or I can keep going. No, no, no. I, I know you've been prepping for your McTavish whale for about <laughs> two weeks, so you, you shoot, you get those spreadsheets out, boy. Uh, no, there's no spreadsheets this week. You'll be you'll be disappointed to hear. I mean, anyone. I mean, this is the first us. week we've never recorded an episode before, Rich. <laughs> mm, <laughs> no. Cool. I mean, anyone that that follows us on Twitter will be aware of the dangers of wombats. Um, but this is not an episode that involves me in spreadsheets. Um, one of the big things that I like to focus on when looking at models is uh, whether or not it is what I consider to be confused. Um, yeah, is various aspects of it counter to itself and not so much flexibility as it's sometimes confused for but just doesn't work and how does for you how does that penetrating stench thing fit in the fact that this is a model that could be really really useful up close and personal especially against 10 thunders throwing out so much focus and defensive well f- but it, it, it is in of itself it, it's funny because it's say, never a, i've a never even unit. thought about it um hmm. and that's absolutely a play style thing for anyone who's played me they know I play very back and cagey. And so mm-hmm. I tend to find that if I'm playing him near the back with Doppelganger and they got a little shooting base going, uh, what happens is my opponents tend to come to me. Um, so I, ne- I never really sure. feel like the need of throwing him in there to get that off because I don't really play that way. And if I did, I'd bring Nahima. <laughs> yeah, fair. fair. Albeit for oh, quite a bit more. I think it's I think it's an ex- evidently is an excellent gun and he is like a very powerful model. I sometimes look at him and go, even at ten soul stones, like, eh. I mean, granted, so mm. I play outcast, so I've got trappers at six, but mo- anyone can get him at seven. Yeah, but trappers it, don't ignore cover and can't shoot no, into engagement, and that's no, and huge. I, I completely understand that, but like at six soul stones, you you're not expecting it to be even. Yeah, but trappers cl- are close to equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> But we're talking about the best models, and I just think, like, the gun, anything, uh, 10 soul stones without min damage 3 is a bit like, if it doesn't have min damage 3, and I want it to be a damage dealing model, I'm presuming I'm either going to be focusing it or giving it positive to damage flips. Mm. And there aren't an awful lot of easy ways to do either of those things. There are ways. Oh, but, that, sorry, um, that reminded me, that in, was in the outcasts, other place I'd you, seen it, was in uh, Arcanist with Colette. Um, yeah, and giving it the plus on damage from the, uh, things. and that's the thing is the there are a lot of places you can get it pluses on damage because it is a, a merc. Mm, yeah, and that's I suppose that's where he, like he he kind of starts to keep up, but not that I'm ever one for for decrying a, a model that's insanely good because it doesn't have quite equivalent damage track, but it's <laughs> because he's a damage dealer. At min damage too, without an inbuilt way yeah. of getting those positives. If you look at a model like Envy, there's a way on his card to get up to that medium of no, five. No, no, I'm sorry, Envy. You and your Envy thing. Um, but... Don't envy my Envy love. Uh, <laughs> I have a lust for Envy. envy is I have a gluttony for near the model McTavish is even as a shooter. 
like I think. Yeah, but you say you know like the 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 the, the trapper can't ignore cover, but whoever snap fires a trapper it is always focused, and it always has that pus built in. So effectively, well, I, I was thinking, I was cover. thinking more about the hard cover. You're right. The trapper never really worries about soft cover. The no, but if you're focusing f- focusing and getting two damage, meh. Mm. But no, no. It's, I mean, Sebris is a, a, a great point. You know, if you if the primary function of your of your your ten soulstone pick is to deal damage, then are there not better ten soulstones to spend than this? It's not. It, it, it's more. It's just that the damage is very reliable and very hard to shut down, which is the key. And McTavish mm-hmm. can do it from a lot further away than at most of the comparable options. And I All do right. think the range 14 is huge. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, and that's ignoring a, a engagement good. is... He ignores engagement, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good gun. It, it is a very good gun, but if, it, if the gun was the only thing on his card, it would be... Diff, it, like, he wouldn't be quite the same, but... The the other thing is he just because he has so much on his card, there are so many synergies you can find with this guy. You know, we talked about Wong, but we talked about Doppelganger copying him. He's great in um in uh Gremlins generally because Trixie can get him up the board really mm-hmm. quickly and get him in a good spot. There's just he's he just fits into a lot of crews. I've seen him used uh quite effectively with Hamlin. Where you tie up the opponents with rats and he he just starts gunning them down, I, okay. he just fits in a lot of interesting places. I mean, I can certainly see that working with Ramos and the spiders exactly. and some defense, but I've never seen that. So it's you know, it's this I've, I've seen him with Colette actually, and then you have the I've seen him and Lazarus where you have them mm. as a gun base and you just feed them doves. Now that's a really now that's a really interesting comparison to make when you've got Lazarus that can rapid fire at range, can blast at range, yeah. Can rapid fire at separate targets at range. So why am I not taking? Why am I taking McTavish over Lazarus? Uh, if you're playing on a wide open board, you're not. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> but if uh, if you're playing on a board with cover, and I st- I actually did run Lazarus quite a bit in this spot, and have pretty much dropped him entirely outside of a couple very specific builds. Uh, and it's basically because you want to rapid fire, but if there's any cover around you're not able to and then you're just shooting once plus he's walk four plus he his he's actually quite a bit worse while engaged and has no way to get out of engagement whereas with gator snack mctavish can get out quite easily and actually we forgot to Mm. mention with gator snack just quickly i have used that to win multiple games where my opponent did not see my ability to remove their scheme marker coming (laughs) and there's no flip on it Mm. Um, yeah, he, he's a toolbox. Like he's just—he's just a he's great a tool, toolbox. Right? Well, I, I only have room for one toolbox in my heart. So yes, yes. <laughs> Who costs <laughs> three stones more? <laughs> Two stones for me. Yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, moving swiftly on, on from that discussion. Uh, let's get to Peter. Hey, this this is going to be the least surprising pick. For anyone who's ever played me. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it is. We all know what it's going to be. It's the Rogue Necromancy. Uh, oh my god. I'm yes. not surprised. No. <laughs> I am. Not. It's I mean, amazing. Uh, one make your one case, of the, man. Make the prettiest case. models there are. If, if, for a Reza, anyway. We'll go compare it to the other ones. 
It's d- terrifying 13. So that's already a nice defence. It's impossible to wound. Smell fear is great. And it gets positives to attack and damage. Only when it's got half uh, over half wounds, but still. It's got melee 7 and a 3-5-6 damage spread, so it's always going to hurt. It's got a 12-inch ranged 3-3-4 three, three, with a blast shooting attack. And it's great. <laughs> it, it's it's just great. Four. It's defense. Four. It can it's, only it take that ranged matter. attack once a turn, Pete. <laughs> it's you yeah, need it once. It's three, three, four. That's fine. That's all you need. It's it's ri- <laughs> that ranged attack is super underrated. Every time I, mean, the, I it, what, it happens, I get pissed off. It is. Well, I mean, it's the, the, positives, isn't there's, it? There's the not built in. Yes, yeah, it does. For, and there's for three headed positives to attack oh, and damage. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what but, happens in my head every time. It's like no, but that's just melee attacks. Nope. God <laughs> darn it. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that we were talking like earlier wrong and talking about the the lack of range in in reses because uh, I must admit my necromancy, my rogue necromancy isn't painted, and if it's not painted, it doesn't go on the board. Um, and I can only imagine, Pete, that you were sat there sort of giggling quietly into your fist, um, <laughs> knowing full well that you're going to bring this one out. Oh, it's so good. But di- I can't get over defense four. I just like so. It, it's going to, be- to die. It's not going to live to the end of the game, and it's not going to live a lot of the time till halfway through the game. But yeah. it's going to do damage before it gets there. It's min damage. Both his attacks are min damage free, so it's always going to do damage. It's three, five, six, melee seven. Oh lord, <laughs> I hate this thing. Right. And on a ram, I... double positive to damage. Yeah. Well, that that is Oof. assuming at defense four, it's it's still got more than five wounds remaining by the time it makes contact. Yeah. I mean, we talked earlier about the carrying emissary being a primary target, but I think any time I've seen the Rogue Necromancy on the board, it's gone. Like whatever Alpha Strike people have got, it's just such a high. I've like you don't even need to kill it. I just need to drop it. To the uh, that's that's the big thing with me. If you had to kill it. Yeah. Um, I think it would be unbelievable, like, as an alpha strike tool. Um, and it still can be. I, I've seen it do horrible, horrible things. Uh, but even if, even when like, it like does, Cerberus, it's still going to die immediately. So you basically have to take out a more expensive model or a key opponent's model. I, uh and I just, I, it never happens. I mean, it's it's a great model. The casting is awesome. The melee is awesome. Stock is all right. Um, the front, like, it's, if you skip looking at its stat line, it's mm. insane. Like, the, the back of the card and the abilities on the front of the card are all amazing. But it's defense four and ten yeah. wounds. And it's can't only use an eight-inch threat. I think that's the other thing that gets me. It's just like it, because oh, I just scrape charges with Taylor a lot, mm. and that's nine inch. I feel like it. I feel like it should have had like melee range three. That would no, change a great. Too, no, deal. It, it would be too. Oh. I don't think it would be too bells. good. Don't mm. say it would be too good with one inch. You've got extra a couple move. of bells. You're just going to pull something into it. It's going to get smell fear off that as well. It's going to get an attack. Smell fear. I, must, I, 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 I do like. I, I do like rogue necro nursed up so it's min damage five and then bells just luring it in i've not actually um, i've not seen that i must admit but um but three five I mean, six pete, anyway pete you're a fellow resident 
how often are you using spare parts? Like, do you summon this thing in or are we purely I've talking I never higher? use spare parts. Mm. I, I, hi- I hire Rogue Necro almost every list. You really Partly should stop hiring it with quick mod- murder in the pool. <laughs> I should, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's the pre- prettiest model in my box, so it, it always comes out. It, it's funny it because... My last game, I have to say, like, my last like game Pete's against paint job. My last game against Rich and my last game against Peter, both I had an upper hand because they took the wrong quick murder targets. <laughs> Come on, Rezzers, I, put the dead rider in. Rezzers, everything is disposable. <laughs> you say you had the wrong quick murder target, but you know Reva chewed her way quite happily through that strong arm suit. No, no, I meant you took like uh, you had the one in your crew. So Datsuba. Oh, right, yeah, sure. So Datsuba for me, yeah, yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah. And as is ever putting in the Rogue Necro with Quick Murder in the pool, because it will die. And it will yeah. always die. I th- yeah, but is that not... I mean, is that not... The, the, one of the great things about Malifaux is that nothing is invincible. No, no. but there's, there's, there's Invincible, then there's Quite Hard to Kill. Uh, you, want, you want something tough enough that it won't die until turn four, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it and it, the fact that it drops in scariness so much after five wounds is, mm. I think, and there's the just there's that... just not there's not enough healing in Rezzers for it. I've I know Rezzers have quite a bit of healing, but I have never seen this thing get healed. It's not like it's very situational, in certain really. factions. Well, pretty much just Ten Thunder and Outcasts. There's some concentrated healing hubs, so if something mm. charges in, barely survives, you can heal it back up. But the problem is, the best targets for all those models can either either have armor, and then they're really swingy if your opponent can ignore it, or it's because they can use soul stones, so they can at least make them sort of survive that one go. And this guy can't do either. It's like, Nakima, or even Teddy tears through this guy. Like min damage three. Even Teddy. Even well, Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> okay. A- any 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 close combat beat stick will tear through yeah. it. And I, yeah. I think the, a close combat beat stick in most factions is more likely to get the first hit on the rogue necker as well because it's just just that bit too slow. But it's I, I'm not even sure that's necessarily true. But um, if you have any sort of casting or shooting support. As soon as you get the rogue necro in a position to charge, unless you're accomplishing it, it it's going to take four, five wounds, and then it's just not that scary. It's the same issue I have with the Cerberus, except the Cerberus has leap. If this and thing had leap, it would be insane. <laughs> yeah, and it, leap and Miranda. Yeah, and the Cerberus is usually Miranda first. As yeah, well. but I, I, I think I've seen the Cerberus on the board quite a bit, uh, not coming from Miranda. I've, I've usually when Miranda is turning into a second Cerberus. <laughs> And I think I think the one of the greatest defenses in this game is the ability to be out of line of sight because mm. there's not an awful lot that ignores it, and there's certainly not an awful lot that does a lot of damage um, that ignores it. So the ability to stand behind a building and then have a stupid long threat range is actually quite hard. Like by by contrast to the rogue necro, it's quite hard to avoid getting charged by a Cerberus first, whereas the mm. rogue necro I think has to take a punch, and it's just not quite for me good enough at taking that punch i do think it's a also, model that's underestimated though i hear a, I, I, I think i think uh i think the rezzers more than anyone else and this may be my bias i hate discarding cards mm. so that's that that's i need my control hand i really i have very very specific jobs 
for everything my hand is I don't think stocked is that key to the model to be honest though but if that's where its mobility is coming from well I think I don't think it yeah I guess it could but I think most of the time it's not mobility you even Peter wasn't arguing that he's saying just use bells I've seen him use the doxy or molly to get it up the board too Mm. Um, yeah yeah, it, and uh, like if 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 you haven't seen it, do have a look at Pete's Instagram and the paint job on his yeah uh, Rogue Necro because that is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think if this was a competition between yeah uh, Rich's painted em- emissary, my painted McTavish, and Peter's painted Rogue Necro, he would win this in a landslide. <laughs> what we're doing? But fortunately, and my painted. Uh, uh, well, what have you gone for? There's a lovely segue that we can't ignore. Killjoy. My killjoy is quite good. Your killjoy is not ten soul stones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't own a ten, I don't own a painted ten soul uh, stone mod. P- Peter, do you have do you have any more uh, comments you want to make before we move on? Uh, no, I think we've covered. We we we're, we're all agree that road necromancy hits like a bus. It's slow, but you don't mind it. Everything's slow in Reza, so you just get used to it. You just, <laughs> you just if you can get that. it in, it's great. If. Yeah, and you, you do, like you say, you do have bells. It's just, I, I just can't picture it as being the best 10 Soulstone model simply because it is so easy yeah. to kind of... Mo- most underrated, at the very I least, the maybe. I do yeah. absolutely love the fluff on this one. And, and I think it's one of the most underrated 10 Stone models, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think it's up there with no. the other the other two or some of the other top ones. Uh, and now let's see if Seb is a nut. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a nut. I've gone really old. If you school. say bishop. <laughs> My favorite ten soulstone model is the nothing knows. Uh, is uh, nothing is better than bishop. Hammer. Yes, ten yeah. soulstones. I think I think there are not a lot of models in Malifaux that have a better front of the card than Hannah. I like <sighs> really not a lot. The stats. Okay, so she's a henchman, which is as we've discussed earlier is already a massive help because soulstones are amazing and soulstone use is one of the best things you can have in this game um there's nothing hugely outstanding on the front of a card except for willpower eight which is which is aside <laughs> from zorida and the electrical creation the best in the game uh zorida's willpower the 10 no so, 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 apart from zorida and the electrical creation i can't pick a pult and the pick a pult and the pick pult but so front of the card Armor 1, you're not going to complain about having it, it's not amazing, but we talked earlier about the difference between Min Damage 2 and Min Damage 3, mm. and it makes Min Damage 3 Min Damage 2. We'll so get back that to that helps. Min Damage 2, Min Damage 3 in a moment. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but then we'll get onto upgrades and I'll feel better again. Um, she's got a free core suit. Again, it's not something you're going to be bringing her because of, but there are certain models in this game that just despise free core suits. Wong, as we discussed earlier, comes to mind. There are a lot of blasters. There are a lot of models that really rely on being able to blast large swathes of crew in order to get their comparatively high soulstone cost back. Um, <laughs> to balance things out, Hannah can really be a pain in the ass with that. Arcane Reservoir is great. I don't think anyone can ever deny that a uh, drawing an extra card every single turn that she remains alive is great. Not to mention the fact that it is one of the very few abilities that is fairly easy to quantify within Soulstones because it exists uh, and it is valued at two Soulstones. And people don't shy away from taking it. 
that mm. often. It's not an auto take, but people don't complain about taking spending two soul depends, stones. Uh, depends if you're Ben Simon or not. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, but definitely an auto take. An extra card a turn means that no matter what, you are getting some value out of Hannah. Unless somehow she dies before the game starts. Jeez. You are getting some value out of Hannah. Counterspell is phenomenal because Ugh. the above-mentioned lures, pretty, like, I I could list all the, the things that hate this, but I'm sure you can use your own imaginations and understand how good Counterspell is. It's a real pain in the ass for a, a lot of masters as well. Marcus has a lot of things where... Um, Rezzers hate Counterspell. Rezzers hate it. Marcus hates it. Loads of people hate it. And loads of people hate the next ability as well, Netherflux, which is a real sleeper, but knocking the suits of every enemy model within four for their casting, shooting, and melee, there are a lot, a lot of models who hate that. If you, if you, if she is in the bubble, you need to stone and hit a mask with a victorious or whirlwind. Like in or, in order to get just that, um, we I had a game against Rich with you had Lady J and you can was it you can you didn't have your critical strike built in on friend um, no, Francisco. Colodi hates it. Yep, Colodi hates it. There are an awful lot of models that you don't even realize have it because it comes up so rarely that you are stripping those suits away that it can really screw over. And it four inches on a fifty mil base is a big old bubble of denial. For just that, <laughs> like that, and that, that, ladies and gents, is the front of her card. We haven't even got to her attacks yet. So that's because it's so dull. D- she, if it was best front of the card, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, give me a second. She's pretty amazing <laughs> front. Okay, Where Ghost Sensor, melee six, which is fine. A uh, three inch engagement range, which is fantastic. 50 mil base, 3-inch engagement range is huge for tying people up. And she's tanky enough that she can become a nuisance um, for herself as well. 2 minimum damage, okay, not great. She's not really a primary damage dealer, but that's not, you know, it's not the greatest thing in the world. 4 blasts, Quick side note, blasts. what wave is Hannah? 1. Is she 1 or 2? Yeah, mm. wave 1. Why can't I find her? Very strange. Um, so... Page 204. So... Four blast, six blast, blast. That is competes with and is better than a lot of uh, other models in that same soulstone cost for the no. for the medium and the high. A lot of the models, most I'd say, like the kind of the average damage track you're looking for at ten soulstones, about three, four, six. Um, where it's where a lot of models land. There are evidently better models. I'm not debating that, but like four blast, six blast, blast is very good with a trigger that if she hits the tome, which of course she can stone stone for. Uh, and she's not having it stripped away by herself. Uh, after damaging each model damaged, including those by the blast, take a TN13 horror duel, and mm-hmm. paralyzed is good. Stripping yep. cards out of hand is really good, and TN13 yep. is not low. And then, probably what she's most famous for, her, she's got the zero making you entry, uh, which is a cost of eight, which is really good. Resisted by willpower. You're often doing it to friendly models, but you can do it to enemy. With a range of eight that lets you select one of their one cast actions. Uh, you can target... Uh, it can be a zero uh, if it's a free core. And can't target leaders unless they're a free core, so it can target Von Schill. She can take his... Sh- mm. She can take her shirt off. Or she can take his shirt off for him. Uh, which <laughs> I quite like. 
Uh, and it can't declare triggers, but you get to copy that one action um, against Rich. I had it with uh, Doc Mitchell for Parker Barrows. Mm-hmm. Copying yeah. that heal once extra turn helped keep her alive because it can target herself. Copying a Librarian is really good. Uh, there are loads. Some people take uh, Sisters in Fury. I, I disagree with this personally, but some people take Sisters in Fury on their Victoria of the Blood, and she casts Sisters in Fury, and all of a sudden that minimum damage is four. Which is <laughs> and, fun. Which is which is really really fun. You lose out on the slingshot and whatnot, but it, that's well definitely arguably worthwhile. Uh, she has an upgrade. I've never personally taken it, but it's certainly not bad. Ugh, I've had it we, used against me to uh, good effect. Yes, I'm a big uh, only proponent. with Tara though. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of being able to bury models for an entire turn, and mm-hmm. because it just strips them off the table. Cast six, resisted by willpower, uh, only range eight, but it just takes them off the table for a turn. That's something you don't have to deal with. You get alpha struck, and you get to go fu- alpha struck, and you get to go first. <laughs> the- <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and you get to go first at the beginning of the next turn. You can just like take that model away if you don't think you can kill it before it's going to do more damage which is something I've done with other models to Rich when I got um, dumped on by an executioner. It's essentially all the right, same thing. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, just, you're my target for this one. I'm sorry. But for me, most importantly, she can take the upgrade I pay better, <sighs> which is so good. I I honestly think it's one of the best upgrades in the game. It gives a 10-inch aura that any model with a mercenary characteristic can discard a card at the beginning of their activation to gain focus one. She can benefit from that herself which somewhat mitigate, well, massively mitigates that um, minimum damage too, because you're exchanging, you exchange a bad card in your hand for, and you have an extra card, you exchange a bad card in your hand for the ability to hit that medium um, or to hit that severe, which is on a par with other models the same. And she's passing out that aura to all the other lovely mercs. You've got oh. your trappers and your hands. If you take that upgrade is filth. Oh. It is. Filth. It is, but. Like I think Connor, Connor's already really nailed this. Like if this was a competition for best front card, then I, I, I I'd almost be with you. I, I wouldn't be just because I like to argue with you, <laughs> <laughs> and also you but wouldn't be allowed to. Also, yeah, not, not even within the rules of the podcast. Just you know, just conversations down at the at the at the friendly local. But that that rear card, ah, oh, it just bores me to shit. It's the front card is great. The the armor is nothing. Like armor one is like I don't know about anyone else, but one of the first things I do when I'm building a list is right. How am I dealing with armor? What one thing am I putting in my because there's not a single faction that doesn't bring armor reliably and consistency. Even gremlins have access to a fair amount of armor. Um, in fact, they have the highest armored thing in the game. And has anyone ever faced Hannah and realistically not had taken her off the board halfway through? You. <laughs> in that one instance yes but I mean like you know it's sort of over a, over, over a general thing but, I, you know. look I just think because she's got soulstone usage which is mm-hmm. huge right that, like I think we can all agree that being able to use soulstones is yeah fantastic. she she is quite tanky she is tanky. remarkably tanky. tanky and okay I'm not going to say armor one is amazing but it's there and that like you know if they're not if they're sending a dedicated armor crusher at her Fine. Then she'll fold. Well, not yeah, like, but de- not that much harder than. I mean, well, not any harder than something you know without the armor one. Yeah, <laughs> she, she it's fold, not a she bad folds, thing to have on card. She folds to high minimum damage or things that can get positives and get through it. But I mean, 
for uh, like for ten soulstone, she's actually one of the tankier ten soulstone models. I just oh, uh, it's not even the min damage too, because you know what, McTavish is min damage too, but he can apply it from fourteen inches away. Yep. Charge five. Charge five. <laughs> hey hey hey, that's an eighteen. That is an eighteen threat range, which is higher than the carrion emissary. I'll have you know. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on a flying one. It's the same as the road necro. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Charge five, walk five. If there's a giant base, if there's any terrain on the board, or your opponent can create Done. terrain, she's never going anywhere. Like she is so slow, and I know you're used to this playing outcasts, um, because she's still freaking faster she's than. She's one Taylor. of the fastest models in my crew. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But oh, she is. I She's she's slow, to... um, min damage to not the best, but that severe six double blast is brutal. But it's yeah. just... sure, and sure. she's yeah. it's very easy for her to get that severe damage as well. It's not a pipe dream. But yeah, it's not. But I just I'd never see her. Like I just never see people take Hannah outside of outcasts. Um, I never see her taken outside of. Friendly games. Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen her on the tournament table with the Vix. never had her on a tournament table. Uh, I've I've seen people in tournaments do the Sisters in Fury Vix thing, uh, and it actually is terrifying on her. Um, but again, you just at just you know put slow or something on her. She's one of the ten stone models that has two two AP, which again isn't the worst thing. They don't all get three. But well, she the, kind the of making you making you entry yeah. is kind of three. But AP. the only thing she is doing, if she's not in combat, is make a new entry. She has I'm, no I'm reach. You a card. Yeah, but she has no reach on any of her abilities, and make a new entry is a one-time thing. And I know that Hannah won the best henchman thing on the the oh do you guys remember which podcast that she, was she did, cheated she did, was it cheated uh, and the whole uk had a good laugh about it um mm. but i yeah okay putting her in resers copying the hanged great but you know what else could do that just summoning a hanged just and, summon. and having a 10 stone mo i have never seen her in resers and i know you were arguing that but I just wanted to bring that up because that came up on the other podcast. I don't want to see anything else good in Rezzes. I, I think well, that's, that's a positive quality. Just, why, if why would you take her? There's, if you want cards, Philip and the Nanny does it better. And yeah, I wouldn't. But we like. I'm just. I'm discussing how good she is now because I've, I've got no experience with Rezzes. I but, but disagree I think, that she's I slow. I mean, Oathkeeper that... is a thing that is common yeah. on. Almost everyone. <laughs> and thirteen being able to take thirteen inch threat range unaided is only if really there's quite far. the thing is we played a game today and it was like you just you never get that line because the terrain mm. like she but just, with she's with Oathkeeper so it doesn't need to be a line because cool, it, it so, becomes non lateral. I mean one of the one of the big things for me right, so you've put Oathkeeper on her if someone puts ancient tomes on her as well, oh, I'm not, I, not, I adore ancient tomes. Yeah, but you, I pay better goes on her first. No, no, I mean, like if so, if someone's putting ancient tomes on the Hannah, if you're putting her upgrade on her, that is a wonderful thing. A, you spent like twenty percent more soul stones on her, and you're putting her in my charge range. Yeah, like I, you, if you want to work to get yourself within eight inches, feel free. Because that yeah, then that, that counter charge is going to hit you. Very, very H Hannah hard. is, 
I know this is a weird complaint, but it kind of reminds me of playing Lucius. So when I'm playing Lucius and I've got a bunch of models that are all min damage two minions mm. that some uh, usually moderate for, uh, Hannah just wrecks that crew um, because mm. they just can't touch her. But in mm. most competitive crews, I will either have Teddy, who will tear through her because he'll ignore armor, Nakima, yep. who will tear through her, um, albeit the Black Blood doesn't work, which is kind of annoying, um, or Hooded Rider, who again will wait longer, but it's going to take Hannah two turns to get there anyway, and then tear her apart. She's just, I just, it's, it's not even that she's easy to kill, because she's not particularly easy to kill, it's that her threat range is awful. It's like, not even that for awful, Al- though. It's eight inches, and you could eight argue eight inches Oath without Oathkeeper. I but, think, but you're so comparing her to like even Taylor could be like similar, and One Taylor hits like a ton of bricks. And I'm I'm genuinely like playing Seb as as often as I do. I am very surprised that you I thought it was going to be Taylor. Taylor. Like, yeah, did everyone yeah. think it was going to be Taylor? Taylor is actually oh, yeah. my most taken model. It's just yeah, no, I I, I can entirely. Believe I, that. I was yeah. quite. I thought it. Well, I wasn't sure it was going to be Taylor, but I was sure when it, that if it was Outcast, it was going to be Taylor. It's because mm. it's because Hannah is like a newly discovered love for me, and there's just so much on her card that is so annoying that for for the opponent that she a lot of people's game plans like let's say talking about the rogue necro earlier where you're gonna try you're gonna lure things over into its path and that's how you get that pseudo alpha off with it. You can't do it to Hannah. You can't. Okay, so you physically can't. Way. But and then you know, <laughs> and she got, she's going to apply. Especially you take I pay better on her, and I think if usually if you're taking her, you are. She's going to be applying passive benefit, which I think is a, always a huge thing, and so it's not like she will be doing nothing. That you'll probably yeah, but be even within your own yeah. faction, there are better passive benefits. In, in just Rusty Alice, oh, but she, like being she combines being, she combines the two. Rusty Alice is a great model, but. Like I don't have enough experience with her, so I, I she's got a much bigger range. Shooting at twelve inches, minimum damage three, ignoring hard to wound, summoning off killing things. Can also hold the upgrade. Orders, bulletproof snares holds the upgrade. Yeah, but she can, she doesn't either. benefit from the upgrade. Which upgrade are you referring to? I'm talking oh about yeah, you're right, you're right. She can su- like you know she can summon in her own things. Um, like there are there are better and and, and and the one other thing right is next. just when you're looking at mercenaries. It's just, I, it's it's part of the thing. As I said, I've seen McTavish in four or five different factions. I've still never seen Hannah outside of two situations. One is with the Vix, and one is with Tara. Um, and that's because of the Barry shenanigans, and just car, Tara is super card hungry. And I do think she's actually a really good fit in Tara as your second beater. But that's the thing, is she's kind of a second beater. Yeah, but this is not is not a faction that the lacks for beaters. It's also not a faction that lacks for beaters at a low soulstone cost, which I think is par- mm. partially probably the reason you wouldn't see her so much outside, where outcasts are less dependent on their ten plus models to pick up the slack for other things low damage than a lot of other factions, because you've got models like Johan, you've got models like Trappers that are going to like either be doing damage quite high damage from early on or just carry a big damage track for relatively low cost um and there's a lot of things like rapid firing and stuff where uh, look we don't need to argue that outcasts have a high damage output <laughs> but <laughs> so like often she's not really there's not a lot of slack for her to pick up and her damage is not awful it has that minimum damage too 
four blast, six blast, blast is really good. Like tagging on blast to a four six cap on. No, no, yeah, I'm not going to deny that blast and damage the... is better, which is why I think Lazarus is a better choice. Mm, I wouldn't go that then, far. No, I, I've used Lazarus enough. <laughs> same issue, same issue as Connor. It's like suddenly there is terrain, and then you just cry softly into your pillow. Anyway, we should we should move on to worst. Unless <laughs> yeah. uh, Peter, do you have anything yeah. to add about the uh, Hannah? Uh, just one thing with Hannah, or two things with Hannah. One, Hannah's never going to be your first target in a game. You're never going to go, there's Hannah, I've got to kill it. It's just, mm. she's just not scary in any way. The other thing, do you remember there are two Hannahs? That's the key thing to remember what we're talking There's Hannah, and then there's great big tank thing as well <laughs> that sits there that's ugly. And so you've got to remember which Hannah, because original Hannah, that's fine. You, you, you get, you can almost argue that's a great model. Big tank Hannah. Is just you're just never gonna see it. That's actually one of the reasons I don't run her. I must admit, I that, hate that model. That model made me cry blood. It's the only Malifaux model I've ever given up on building because I just didn't know which bobble <laughs> went where. It's like dressing a fucking Christmas tree. Anyway, uh, I guess it's on to your worst then. Yeah, my worst ten soulstone model. Now, okay, you know here's you what I've it. gone with. Here's what I've gone with. And I, I, like, it actually physically hurts me to say it because I so desperately want this model to be awesome. You say Hannah again? <laughs> if you say yeah. the Nothing Beast. It's not the Nothing Beast. Okay. No. I actually needed really it the Nothing underrated. Beast. Then I reread it and mm. decided it was underrated. No, my worst 10 Soulstone model is the Hodgepodge Emissary. Ooh. I know. I, I know. Oh. It hurts my soul. Oh. But there's just. And I'm going to put a caveat in here. I think he's awesome with Jack Door, but I'm not willing to judge. Uh, like I actually was just thinking about it, and I don't think there's like any ten Soulstone model that's just so flat bad you would never take him with any master. And the Hodgepodge emissary, like oh, there are little things. There were just subtle little changes, subtle little changes that on his card that would have changed this opinion for me. Like if. Um, if the monkey's paw killed it at the end of that model's second like reactivation, I actually think that would be a really awesome point because you could have like a low health model that might be a, a, a quick murder target or might be a uh, or might be something for hunting party or you, reckoning going on, and you would sacrifice it at the end of its activation. The fact that you have to wait till the end of the turn, and if your opponent was going to kill it anyway, they'll kill it for the points. If not, it's dead, and it costs you two cards. It's like, uh, like. <sighs> I so desperately want him to be good. Even the he has this inbuilt trigger that makes you discard a card or slow, but giving the option is just annoying because your opponent's always going to take whatever thing. They're both bad things, but they're just going to take whatever is less bad. I just don't like this choice because it means I have to look at multiple pages in the rule book. I know, I know. <laughs> it, it, he's got... Im- the thing is, you know you mentioned how um, later on in the game you're, you, can only, you can only use the destined thing from turn three like if, if you score both of the first turn uh both yeah turn, one, turn four turn four yeah so only only 10 thunders can do it in turn three. yeah oh sorry turn four and because the models he's moving around to drop scheme markers have to be within three inches a lot of your crew's probably going to be dead in most games by turn four and you're only going to have so many things and he's got to be in a position where that destined condition is actually going to mean something which means he's got to be in a position where another model is already in position to drop a useful scheme marker. 
So I, I essentially think his destined thing is so situational, it may as well be considered useless. He's as squishy as the carrying emissary without the ability to block line of sight. Um, Who isn't squishy? Uh, <laughs> as squishy. He's not He's not tanky, especially compared to other 10 soulstone outcast models. His upgrades are interesting, but he just he just doesn't seem to bring anything that I really want. And his I'm so shocked. I, I, I just, am. I just, I, really, I'm actually. I'm actually with Seb a bit on this. Uh, I have the Hodgepodge emissary as the second weakest emissary. Um, I don't think it's one of the weakest ten stone models. Uh, no. but on an emissary, I still think the Neverborn one is worse. Um, but yep. I do think Hodgepodge is probably a clear second worst. Um, but it's. It's one, it, it does something that no other model does that effectively in, uh, in Outcasts outside of your f- master Aeonis, um, <laughs> which is, it's a really good sk- way to get down a bunch of scheme markers. Mm. It's, it's a decent way, but... Like- I think you, I think your, your perception of the Hodgepodge Emissary is... Coloured by your love affair with Parker Barrow, and man, is it, it? And also, it is good with Jack Daw. Like, okay, you, no, you, it, it, it is really, really good. Added good your with own Jack caveat, which kind of undoes your argument to <sighs> state that you know it's it's you know apart from in these conditions, it's terrible. Well, then some of the time those conditions are going to come, and then up, which makes there's you- actually funny the the other time I've actually seen it turn up in competitive play was in John Wharton's Vix list. And I don't know if you mm. guys have listened to Schemes and Stones, uh, yep. but I believe he did that. And him and Maria were the two top Vix players when I started playing, and John kind of has stopped playing competitively. Um, but what he would do is he would get the monkey's paw on Vic of Blood and the tourney center in. He would do the reactivate trick. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I've done it. Wait for it. You get her. Th- this isn't as good now because they just FAQ'd it. To th- they changed it, but it used mm. to be until about a week or two ago you could companion yourself. So yeah. basically, you could get her going in, and, and killing you... everything, companioning, her, companioning herself, and killing everything more. I just wanted to mention that because that is cool. I'm. So... <laughs> but no, I'm. I'm glad you you did mention it because you raised a very interesting point. Like referring to to schemes and stones. Yeah, fantastic podcast. I'm sure everyone listening to us. Has listened to them considerably. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, like, probably refreshing <laughs> the schemes and stones page while listening to us. While listening to <laughs> us, that's fair and reasonable. Every single outcast um, related schemes and stones, whether it's Maria talking about Hamlin, your boy talking about the Vix, um, whether it's talking about Jackdaw, they're all putting them in the crew. If these are the cream of the crop, well, uh, let's let's. I don't, know, I don't think they're all putting them in the crew. I, I, don't, I, 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 I know Maria is not. Not a fan. Yeah, uh, and I've I've well, done no, that thing with like, the Vix. Talk, like like talking about it on that podcast, talking about how it's a fantastic way of getting blighted out at range. Yeah, and one of the few ways. I think she mentioned it was a way to get blighted out at range. I think that's I, an endorsement. That is an endorsement. No, that, no, it's a statement of fact, Rich. I don't no, like, think. No, no, like yeah, we, we're living in a world of post-truth podcasts now. Um, <laughs> I don't need facts to back up my arguments. This week has shown uh, that that's no longer here's a necessity. Here's a question. Has anyone seen it on the table? I've used it. Uh, my painting table, yes. Okay, because um, I, I haven't. Uh, um, and I do think that's not necessarily fair in this case, 
because it's a model that's very hard to find a proxy for. But you saw so many out. proxies for the Shadow Emissary. Yeah. Um, but that's and the and the exists. and the Rezzer one. I, I basically I'd give it a C, a C plus maybe. But it, it's, it's not, not an F. emissary. It's but it's not the worst. I, just, well, I I actually think like the mysterious is a the mysterious can garbage. pop out extra activations, which is a huge oh. deal. I look. I it don't think the mysterious is a wonderful model. Inefficient summoning in the freaking game. Yeah, but it can Ugh. summon. Whereas, like, like he's got the most inefficient, like, Giving out destined Don't Mind thing. Me is really strong. Like, his don't, trinkets it's... are really good. They're really good. Uh, I just... And he's just gotta region. take... He's gotta take one actions to do them. I just, like... I think it... What it is, he can only be taken in outcasts. Outcasts... I would actually say... Out, no, I, I will fairly confidently say outcasts have the most competitive 10 soulstone slot. I think that's fair. The, yeah, the, right, there's yeah. just a ton of models that. in that slot, and that a lot of them are good. Although I don't um, think he actually competes with them. I think he competes more with Aeonis. Yeah, but nothing can successfully compete with Aeonis. <laughs> <laughs> but he, my point being, there's there's a lot of good models in that chain, and part of what is making him bad is that you have to look at what his competition is. You can look at something like uh, McTavish and say but where there aren't a lot of 10 soulstone models floating around in gremlins and they're very good at filling up those lower slots and that will by proxy make him better because he's yeah, not competing Yeah, but I've seen him in stuff. outcasts too. McTavish, yeah, well I you I would take McTavish over the Hodgepodge. Um, oh god, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just this is the thing like there's I've made so many lists which try to put him in and every single one I look at it and go oh, I just would have rather had another 10 cell stone He's a 9 inch cast rather than the 6 of everyone else Yeah, yeah. Like one of the others has a 9 inch I think or No No is it just him Yeah know. it's 2 3 4 But you've you've added your own caveats that's the big thing for me Yeah okay Your own argument is flawed but by your own argument th- But do you really want to see Jack Dor on the table ever on the other side of the table I'd say a I've model, never, a model that makes one of the masters I've never faced. Okay, a model that I, makes Jack Door better Jack is automatically a, a worse model. He's terrifying. He, he's a bane on he's existence. A, he's in the list of things I'd like to try, oh, but I know that's great. not really a shock to anyone. Great yeah, well, isn't, doesn't that um, list that, include not a list. all probably, of Malifaux? Probably get moving on though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let's do it, uh, Peter. Let's hear your worst. My worst is the one that everyone wanted to take, Bishop. <laughs> oh bishop bishop who looks at first glance looks amazing he gets an extra ap he does this but it's just there's a lot on his card but it's just that's all it is it's just a lot and none of it really helps him <laughs> he's got an extra ap but he's walk four so he's not actually going anywhere two three four <laughs> damage oh you think okay, he's he's a cage fighter. He's going to be a beater. Well, he's two, three, four damage, so that's not doing well. Much. He's really three, four, five. If you're because you give him that critical strike suit every turn, so he's never lower than three, four, five. But I mean, then you're not getting his other triggers, I guess. That, that's mm-hmm. it. You've got to, you've got to choose. You've always got to choose which one you want, and you've got to, it's 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 just not. He doesn't do anything really other than die he dies brilliantly oh, <laughs> he's great at that he can do that hands down and then he can he can occasionally um hit back if you if someone runs into him but that's that's not a deterrent to run up and smack him or to shoot him there's nothing stopping you at any point 
shooting him because he's got to be out, out in the open to get anywhere because he can't go around to, he's got to go around to rain he can't go through it so he's going to run out into the open and you're just going to shoot him and that's it he can't do anything else he can't stop you <laughs> you make a very good I, case Pete. i'm gonna i'm gonna do something that's never been attempted for by mankind i'm gonna defend oh. bishop okay please don't hang me out for this but i don't think he's as bad as he looks I think, do you know what he is? If you guys watch Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Yes. No. So it's like, he, you should. like you say, he's you really should. He's got a top layer. He's got like a surface layer, which looks really good. And then you go deeper and think he's kind of shit. And then you've got an even deeper level where he's actually sort of slightly good again. Maybe not, again, he's got outcast syndrome. So, like, he does. I mean, that's the thing, like, to, to say he's slow in outcasts is like saying that something's but, well, slow But, well, he's, he's not everything. actually slow in outcasts. He's everything actually, he's slightly slow. faster than the average. Yeah. And you can and give him Oath having, having a model which allows you to choose whether you're paying defense or willpower is phenomenal. Swift yeah. is phenomenal. Adaptive you, is phenomenal. Cage Fighter yeah. is actually all right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it one of the weaker ones. But it's in last it's I mean, very similar thing. If he was a henchman, I think he'd be really good. If, or if I mean, he had if hard to kill. Of, if you've got a way of delivering him, he can be like disengaging strikes on melee he, seven. All right, you're not going to use that so, one to actually hit people with, but that's very handy. haymaker yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. The more I play, the more I try to fit in something that paralyzes or slows models into every crew because mm-hmm. you can't kill every model. We're playing, and, and, I mean, I know today, three goddamn Chiaki, um, was a pain in my ass, uh, and it oh, wouldn't have mattered much no. against her. Chiaki red jokered a damage flip against Mr. Graves, and that was Mr. Graves' done. Yeah, but even more than that, just, her, if you're p- playing a faction without condition removal, and most of them don't have it, um, yeah. Or it's, you know, Johan is so easy. He's so often just out of position because he's so slow. Chiaki's a pain. Um, and Ten mm-hmm. Thunders have so much, it's not really worth it. But against most factions, like Neverborn or Guild or Arcanists, um, they don't have a ton of condition removal. And very Melee 7 with built-in Paralyzed is awesome. It's not after damaging, mm-hmm. so there's nothing you can do to stop it. You could just sit next to someone's master all game and just haymaker them constantly, and yeah. he's and then you can punch that. him once as well. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, I um, you know I mean, you know what it is for I, me with Bishop. God, I don't so think there's necessarily if I'm building a theory crew, I don't think Bishop ever goes in. But I think a table exists out there. See, that's where funny. I take, that's almost the opposite Bishop. of me. I find I can crew build a lot of crews around Bishop. Especially in Pandora, because he can target willpower. And you're like, oh, well, now he's mm-hmm. basically min damage four. Um, or I'm, more I'm also a big Soros. fan of beta, or like beta models on thirty millimeter bases, because as we've already just talked about with Hannah, like anything on a fifty mil base that you're positioning is key, or you need to be to be alpha striking. Um, having Bishop on a thirty mil base and then having that damage output is actually a tremendous advantage because they're just significantly easier to move. I also the board. I also find it really funny we spent quite a while talking about how outcasts have the most competitive ten soul stone slot and the first two have been outcasts for worse. I, but I think it, like I like I said before, that is just one of the things that makes them inherently worse is that they they um, are competing with better I've models. Se- I've seen Bishop use effectively in one crew. So this is Hamlin. my thing. 
I've never seen the hodgepodge got... emissary used effectively. Nor... Hey, we've moved on from the hodgepodge. No, but I'm saying this. What I'm saying is worse. <laughs> um, I will. Uh, yeah, I just think Bishop. He also has the player. interesting accolade. I think he has the only um, reflexive damage that can be cheated in the game. Uh there might be another, but off the no, top of my head, that's interesting. No, that's fair. Yeah, it, it's. I just keep looking at the, like uh, I'm not going to pretend I think Bishop's particularly good. Those Bishop's got worse. lots but, of things. If you pulled them off and put them on another model, it would be amazing. But yeah, all it's just a lot of stuff thrown on a card. There's not really. A, it's just they've just grabbed all all of this I works. Think, throw it on a card, and it just doesn't work Bishop, as one Bishop thing. Bishop can do a lot of damage if you get him in the right way. He's yeah. a lot like the Rogue Necro in that, except just straight up worse at it. Um, but since Rogue Necro is in for best, and this guy's in for worst, I mean, uh, yeah. I like Bishop, Bishop's bad, but he's not fast. terrible. I mean, can 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 we agree that, however, that the this is still the worst Black Friday alt figure we've ever seen for a model? Uh, yeah, it's the, not different. At, it, it, he it's put the on same weight, model, I guess. Like he bulked <laughs> up dude. a little. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, he hasn't been seeing much exercise on the table, so he's, he's just Roy, he's Bishop. He's, anyway, he's d- he's doing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> let, let, he's just getting we, beefier and beefier. Bishop, let's get out of here. <laughs> okay, go on then, Connor. <laughs> yeah, fine. Not a great model. I still think it's better than Hodgepodge, but go on. All right. Where are we going um, next? So, first part of this argument is well, let's say who he's. It's Fuhatsu. And unlike the previous two models, Weird agrees with me that this guy was crap. <laughs> um, and guess what? His upgrade is freaking garbage. It, it, mm. Like it, it's it complete. It's the same as Iggy's. It's the same problem I have with Iggy's upgrade. Although I think Iggy's really good anyway, so I don't really care. Is that instead of allowing a model to do what it's good at? It basically gave it kind of a shitty combat attack. Um, alright, fine, whatever. Uh, I, I think if you take Fuhatsu, you're gonna take that, but I still don't think you're ever gonna take him. Uh, I faced him once, uh, and didn't bother killing him, because he's actually decently tanky, it, depending on what you're using. Uh, but he's just, he doesn't do anything when he's not shooting someone, so Armor 2 is awesome. Mm-hmm. Hard to wound, it's solid. I think it's one of it's the good. weaker of the things, but that's fine. Relentless is good, but often braced is awful. This ability is why everyone hates him. So, and, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'm, I'm I'll let you interrupt to, in a to, to me, I know it's got. Oh, I know it taught me through this ability. Uh, this model is immune, immune to movement and push effects that are not caused by this model taking a walk action. So here's the problem with that. Ten Thunder's biggest skill is all the freaking pushes they have actually. <laughs> so they've actively created a model that goes against the entire design of the faction, including one of the masters that would actually get the most use out of him in Shenlong because he's got a good moderate damage. And Shenlong would love to help him focus with those pushes and give him fast. And But he's just... Walk four in a faction that's as fast as mm. Ten Thunders are and have as many pushes as they do, and you can't push him or move him in any way. It's a nightmare. Uh, defense four. I must, I'm... Defense four. Great. Thanks for that. 
He's uh, a henchman. <laughs> it doesn't. Defense four is always garbage. Willpower five is also a problem. Um, that's average. It's actually not. Uh, it's be- it's quite a bit below. I mean, the average is between five and six, but the average mm. stat line is much closer to defense five, willpower six. Uh, in every faction outside of Rezzers. Because um, Rezzers have uh, quite a bit lower willpower. Um, but it just means, like, Soros paralyze him so easily. He's he's one of the guys, like a Toto, um, who I actually think is a bit better, which is why I didn't take him, even though I thought about him. Mm. But I've seen him work in specific builds, so I didn't take him. But he's the kind of guy I love to see in a crew, because you're like, oh, I'm just going to tag slow or paralyze on this guy and milk him for exhaust VPs all game. Like, yeah. Uh, Gatling burst. 2-5-6. Positive flip. Shoot, range 12. Shoot 6. Eh, it's alright. That's, a, that's two, a very two good is, gun. 2 is not great. Again, we're comparing him to Lazarus and McTavish here. So he gets one more moderate damage and he gets plus flips, but he doesn't get to shoot in engagement. And he doesn't get to ignore cover, although obviously the plus flips do a bit of that. Uh, and then the Gatling sweep is, um... <laughs> it's a two-action to do the same thing! But you get a blast! <laughs> and more flips! Ugh! Juggernaut is actually pretty good. He heals. He's actually fairly tanky if you don't ignore armor. Although I wouldn't go into pretty much any game without someone that does. And, uh, yeah, his one-action madman with a Gatling gun would actually be really good if it was a zero. Uh, but it's not. So it means instead you're pushing people away. If you can do it on a ram, I guess it's a bit better. But he's so easy to engage, and then he does nothing. Or, now with his new upgrade, he has a below-average combat attack for his soulstone cost. (laughs) He's just awful. I mean... This is going to be a very difficult one for me to argue against, <laughs> uh, Connor. Not for the reasons you think, but just more... And he looks I like find idiot. his fluff so objectable. Objectable. Is that even a fucking it's, it's word? Obje- uh, objectionable. Objectable. Objectionable. That's Thank you very much. So, that, that, like, frankly, shame on weird for like imp- the implications of mentally disabled... Uh, a henchman with an enormous Gatling gun. That this is this uh, model has the unique prize of being the only card in my collection that I've torn up and thrown in the bin. Uh, I absolutely despise this model. And my only um, counter to your argument, Connor, is uh, the considerably worse choice that I've made that we'll get to in a little while. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but in the meantime, I, I went... uh, over to Sebastian and Pete. Yeah, is, <laughs> I think. Uh... Well. I, I I think it's a real testament to Rich's lust for every model in Malifaux that he utterly objects to the theory of a model so much that he would tear up its card, but still I, bought I, I, the I, model. <laughs> oh no, no, Arsenal deck, my friend. Arsenal okay, deck. Right. That, that <laughs> makes more sense. You know what? The only thing I think at all letting him hold a foothold for me is the fact that he is in a faction where recall training exists and his moderate is really good. <laughs> like, that that gun is almost exactly... Minusing triggers is almost exactly Envy's gun. And Envy's gun is really good. Then hire he Envy! Is... Like, that's what? the thing! Hire, hire, forget, hire Envy! Yeah, okay, granted, he might be nine soul stones for a better model, but... Yeah, it's, not it's debate- a vastly better model for one soulstone cheaper, and actually, that is one of the places I do think envy is worth hiring. Is in Den Thunders. 
No, I think everybody's mm, gone right. a lot of places. But um, oh, okay, so, so braced. Oh, it, granted, it's a double-edged sword that might be somewhat weighted towards it's the edge facing you. It's a double-edged sword that you've stabbed into your gut. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironic, given that this is Ten Thunders. Yeah. Uh, it's the Lone Swordsman's deal, isn't it? Um, no, it's, it's Ronin's. Separate. Ronin. Well, that's the outcast, man. But it's not like I can't imagine him doing anything. Mm. And I think maybe that's part of the issue for me. He kind of has that sort of bishop deal where like your his card actually has some good numbers on it there are and good numbers are good in malifo because the high mm. the higher any given number the less you have to worry about what cards are being flipped and what the other effects the big difference are going between on. him and bishop is if bishop stays alive he's actually good if fuhatsu's yeah, but, alive you don't care it's but like, now he's he now has okay granted a below average melee attack but he has Arguably, a, a, actually, no, not arguably. He has an above-average shooting attack. Um, yes, and and I think any sh- any shooter with relentless is going to have a use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a, and it's also a good ability. Whereas Bishop, oh, that hurt. Oh, that pain. I feel sick. <laughs> Just defended for Hatsu. Whereas, yeah. whereas Bishop is going to fall over to a light tap with a pillowcase. Fuhatsu yeah. actually does have two three defensive abilities on his card because he's got the self-heal. Yeah, and self-healing tough. is fantastic. Um, again, so, he's eight wounds, so if you ignore armor, like, Teddy will just one-round him laughably. But eight wounds is gargantuan in Ten Thunders. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> well, oh. no, I mean, what does Azamu have? Because that's really who your competition is a lot of the time. Is yeah, Azamu or a Toto. And mm. even though I don't think a Toto is fantastic... Or the Dawn Serpent. Yeah. I actually forgot the Dawn Serpent existed when I was yeah. doing this. I was genuinely surprised no one brought that up for best, to be honest. Dawn Serpent? Really? Oh, I don't think it's that good. It's well, great, you wait till you see his worst no, choice, Connor. I think, I think <laughs> anyway, uh, a Toto, for example, also 10 stones, also hard to kill, doesn't have the armor, fine, but has 12 wounds instead. And a Toto is also not one of the better henchmen. Like, no. Kang even has 9. Although, jeez, Kang only has nine? Ouch. <laughs> I, I think also, the other issue is they gave Fuhatsu a melee attack, and he still doesn't have a charge range. <laughs> I mean, Which is something I've saying. only I, just realised. I really, really wanted them to make him, like, I. Uh, that was such a dumb way to fix him. I think Steam, I don't think it's fair to say Steam Gatling Sweep is a completely useless thing. Like, you're coming towards the end of the turn, or you don't have a great hand, and you're, you're shooting against the target in cover. You this basically, is not a, not a hugely unlikely situation. If you, if you are unengaged in t- within 12 inches of someone, and they're not behind hard cover, it's pretty good. But that is a <laughs> lot of ifs that your opponent okay. can affect. So we can, a lot of cool and that. I think we can agree it's not a good model. And can't be pushed, so you can never get him in the right spot. You can get, you can make him fast. You can make him fast with the uh, shadow emissary. Granted, he doesn't get the push, but he does get fast. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like any time you buff him, you are doing a worse version of what you could do to someone else. You just and. It's not like the hodgepodge emissary who actually doesn't really have a comparison because he does a bunch of weird different things. Fuhatsu, you just look at him and all I think is, why didn't I take Envy or McTavish? Like, just, you, it, it's like the angel eyes thing. Like, why? Why would you not just take Envy or McTavish always? <laughs> and not, not to mention the fact that, uh, uh, you know what's a great ability? Rooted. 
You know what it targets? Defense. Good. <laughs> if you face this guy in Neverborn, like, oh, it's yeah. almost like playing ten stones up. Like, it's just, I just, oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe we should move on before Connor actually has an aneurysm. You might have some sort of apoplexy. I'm okay. intrigued to see what your choice is, actually. Yeah, okay, go on, Rich. Break it to us. Uh, well, as we, we, you know, we, we've already done one episode, which didn't air due to wombats, um, but I'm going to maintain my 100% track record of hating on Arcanists at this stage. Oh, and I'm whoa, whoa, hang on, actually, just... I've got an idea. Anyone want to guess what model he's chosen? Oh, okay. I'm going to guess it... the Ice Golem, and I'm going to argue okay. strongly against it if you did. Peter, want to take a guess? No idea. And Sebastian, you know, because you're pretty sure together. But I'm going to go for the single most confused and self-conflicting model in Malifaux, and that is the Captain. Uh, um, yeah, much better choice than the Ice Golem. I was just looking through wing one. Much better choice than anybody. Ice Golem is so underrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The, 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 the Captain, he promises so much and delivers Nothing. He is the Malifaux equivalent of a Thursday. You think you're getting to the end of the week, but you have to go to work the next day. People drink he a is... lot here on Thursdays. I die. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Thursday's my night out. <laughs> I'm going to try and keep this brief, and I can because I know we, we've overstretched on what we wanted to do for time. But I'm going to break this down into two very, very, very simple things: pushes and relic hammers. Both of those things are amazing. They are terrible on the same model. If you're going to be using the captain to push and to support, just use Angelica. And if you're going to be using it to make for, for relic hammers, then just use Johan. The fact that you can take two other models to do the same job for a comparatively very similar price and get more activation control, to me, makes the captain Awful. If only yes, there was agile. a way to get three AP so you could do both at the same time. What's that term? Oh, throwing good spent... money after bad? There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. I mean, if you want bulletproof, then pick up the snowstorm. If you want um, actually funny enough, agile, then look at the Corifei or uh, uh, Cassandra, who do very, very similar. You know that sort of speed. Airburst does absolutely nothing for me. All right, it's oh, a way of getting wrong. burning out in a, in a Keras crew, but they're much better ways of getting burning airburst is on sensei you man like airburst is no, amazing no, no. I, I i'll let no, I'll let you have no, the no, captain but i will burst. not hear you badmouthing airburst oh no 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 one's going to talk about, no but the airburst is an ability on the captain's card that's what i mean oh, so not good. only is he the most confused model in malifaux but you're confusing his abilities for somebody else <laughs> it just he just takes little bits of other people puts it on one card when you could just take those other models all right so Oh, let me he... let me start with this. Okay. All right. <laughs> the captain is overcosted. I disagree. I do not actually think you're right when you say he's confused. I actually quite like those two abilities on one card. They're just not worth ten soul stones. Um, but I actually think having airburst as an early turn play, and then the relic hammer as a mid turn play is really strong. God, he needs casting expert on the card. Like. If you had casting expert he, 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 on the card, he, needs, he would be incredible. On the card, he needs to be eight soul stones. Um, he needs to be eight soul stones. will have it built in. Yeah, no, I just build it in. I don't. Th I think he'd actually be I too good at eight soul, eight soul stones just because of the relic hammer. Um, just a henchman with a relic hammer for eight would be too much. But I do think ten with casting expert would be fair. Um, which obviously means he is overcosted. Charge eight 
with a range of three is freaking great, though. Yeah, like, in a faction so that regu- with arguably the best one soulstone uh, general upgrade as well. And and th- I, I want to come back to the two models thing because this drives me nuts. And I ah uh, Angelica's I don't like Angelica, and the mm-hmm. reason and this and this is the thing when you've got the captain in your crew, even if it's a mistake, what he's usually doing is pushing your master. So if you hire Angelica, she can't do that. So. I like I that's why I don't like the Angelica thing. So the main times I've seen the I, captain I don't agree don't agree with your logic there cuz like I think Arcanist masters more than everyone else and I must admit I can't speak on Sandeep here are either incredibly mobile themselves or don't really need to move. See, I disagree. I think um I think getting your mobile masters up the board turn 1 before walking them is incredible. It's the same reason sure. people often push Lilith or Pandora up the mm, board. Mm. Um, and, and I am thinking, I am a bit thinking in specific, because Philippa plays the captain occasionally, and her mm. two Arcanist Masters are Ironsides and Raspy. And so, okay. it, obviously it does, with Raspy, it's basically taking Soulstone, Snowstorm spot yeah. for a stone cheaper. And honestly, the push is actually... I'd say comparable, maybe better. I'd probably say better. Obviously, Snowstorm brings a lot of other interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and Jell, like, I, I, that argument just drives me nuts. I'm not saying the captain is great, but I think Angelica does not replace him. And No, she doesn't replace and, him. She does it better. Uh, Being able I to push I models around I think with, without even flipping no, cards I'm not an is Angelica phenomenal. Fan. I, Just one AP move. Done. No cards flipped, no chance for it to go wrong. Totally reliable. Yeah, what's the range on Angelica's? Because this, this is my thing. I, Five, uh, eight inches. Yeah, because here's his ten, and he actually wants to be kind of in the mix a little bit, which Angelica really doesn't. Know I also as much. think the okay. This is so, this is my thing. Okay, so here we go. What do you think about the Oxford Mage trip? Now that they're five soul stones, I still don't think we'll three. see any. Uh I re- I actually really want to try this because. I think the buffs you can get on them from him solve a lot of his problems, and it this may absolutely fall into the good throwing good money after bad. There's a decent chance of that. Um, if you want to buy my box of Oxfordian mages, yeah, Philippa free. has them. I'll borrow them, and she's painted them quite well. <laughs> God, the relic hammer is so good, and I know yeah. you can get it so, in other so places. Take um, and I know Johan is the obvious answer. I think. I don't want to say I like the captain more than Taylor. I'd say he competes. And I like. I think I like the captain more than Taylor. Yeah, I'd say he competes, and as you all know, Taylor is one of my favorite models. He mm. his relic hammer is nowhere near as good as Taylor. Also, I Eye will... of the Storm is bonkers good in certain yeah. strategies. Yeah, there's just there's so many situations on the table. We've kind of talked about the bad ones being bad because they're only good in certain situations. There are so many situations where the captain's good. I'm kind of tempted... So, with Taylor, there are time... Like, oftentimes you are just essentially paying 10 soul stones for a damage track. It's a very good damage track, but sometimes those extra things she can do just don't crop up. Um, And, like I say, her relic hammer is better. But I'm usually not unhappy about having a decently hard-to-kill henchman with well that's the big hammer. difference between taylor and the captain he, is he is no he is he kill. yeah no he is he really is vapor trail i've only know this because of playing with bandidos vapor trail is amazing that's true because that's he true. can stone for it 
being able to push five inches away off the first attack from, say, I don't know, Nakima, like, the okay, bye. He, he doesn't take disengaging strikes, you know, he's in combat at the beginning I, of the I, turn. I actually, I have a soft spot for the captain. I do think he's overcosted. I don't think he's a perfect choice, but I do not think he is anywhere near the worst model in the game. And I would yeah. stand uh, to he say is... he's probably the model I like best of the four we've mentioned. I'd, yeah, uh, I, no. To me, he is just too, far too confused. A model is unfocused, and even worse than Fuhatsu, he has the worst fluff in the game. In that he mysteriously arrived, and nobody knows where he. But I feel from. like that. To be fair, I feel like that describes like fifteen percent of the model. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, uh, uh, yeah, they showed up. Moving. There on. are a lot of models in this game. They can't all have awesome fluff. Even Sue has that. But granted, Sue is. Johnny Cash. Sue's awesome. Um, Sue's we awesome. haven't even talked about Windwall as well, which is granted situational, but yeah. pillar placement is good. It's just, been, oh, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm pillar placement that you can just see through. Uh, yeah, no, it's. I mean, yeah. he would be bonkers if he had doesn't, proper pillars. Doesn't block line of sight. No, but it provides soft cover, which is oh, yeah, like, soft, soft cover. cover so, is so does terrain. It. But it's also, but it's higher. also severe. It's like I say, it's it's kind of like Parker's um, Parker's thing. I don't really, I don't really see on this card that you're actually paying points for that wind wall really yeah. being. There. I should hope not, because if you've got anything with a melee range of th- a melee engagement of three inches, you can just charge them anyway. Yeah, yeah but no, the, I think, I think the point being, he has that. The dud on the card, um... but he's no. I wouldn't say it's a dud though, because it doesn't completely. It's one of those things that might not be brilliant, but there will be times it shows up and is useful. Yeah, that's fair. I just and I think, think I think it's easier say to set up than. To go back to, I think I have flogging my dead horse, really the hodgepodge emissary is destined. <laughs> I, which I think is a real dud on a card. I also, I, I just can't have someone with a relic hammer be the worst at anything. Relic yeah, hammers are too it, damn good, and it's a and, and it's, it's a better, better relic hammer than Johan's. And it's not because it's it's on a considerably more expensive. No, I, I, I'm, I'm literally just talking doesn't. about physically what it does. Like there are three relic hammers. Taylor has the best one. Johan has the worst one. But also he's he delivers it really far because he can get. You're often going to have imbued energies on your big beat stick in in arcanists. It's a fairly yeah, common thing. Going fast like that's what the sixteen inches. Cool. And so now he's thirteen no. stones. No, no I mean, like, I, I, if, if I was if I was taking range. that, I probably wouldn't take the casting expert. Um, Even though he apparently really needs it. Well, I don't know if he really needs it. It's like casting expert helps. I don't think anyone's going to deny that. But I think he's a good model anyway. If you, I would just treat him as a relic hammer that gets where it needs to be and that is decently hard to pin down. And sometimes, really not that rarely, being able to push is fantastic. Also, agile is one of those abilities that you don't think looks that good and then in-game it's just ace. No, I mean, agile is phenomenal, like, but there uh, are things that do it better in the fact. I'd actually like to see which models have agile just like in the game because it's not oh, one many. like you see that often but it, it definitely exists like i know corifei and corifei duets both have oh, it. I'm, it's not, I'm sure it's not specifically agile a, but they've I'm just sure got the better duet agile. will come up on a later episode if we ever yeah. do the top stone costs yeah i they I, are unbelievable right yeah but just to wrap up quickly i i think vapor trail is probably the most underestimated thing on his card and just having played bandidos which can't even stone for it vapor trail is absolutely fantastic like it just the ability to just push away from something can utterly shut down its ability to function it can neuter a massive model like nakima which 
which will tear apart many of the other choices we've Yeah, so up. you just focus. So yeah, that's the, like all of the. But like, Nakima can't the, focus and charge, for instance. The, but those squeal triggers, all of those things, we all know about them. They're not subtle, so you just build it into your. Plans. Yeah, but I do. I do think if you have to, it basically means either you're getting one attack on a charge off, or you're getting in a turn later. Like just generally, I think saying just focus. Like, if you're a good gremlin player, they're not going to be in position to do that. Which I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Peter, do you want to jump in before we... Uh, no, it's, it's, it's got everything there. He's, it, no one's saying he's fantastic, but he's sort of... He can do something. He, he can get across the board. He can hit when he gets there. He can, he can slow things down. He can speed things up. He, sort of, he does something. That's all you're going to ask of him. He comes along, does something. He's not going to die to one hit. And all right. Like, two ways of giving out burning. Burning's just I a like nice thing none, that sometimes None of happens. us talked about that on the good or bad side. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, guys. So that's going to bring it to an end for today, uh, provided all this recording worked and I don't <laughs> have to sit here crying into my bed again. There is going to be a twist poll going up, probably put up by Rich. In the meantime, check out everyone's blogs. That is Brutal Efficacy for Rich Keeling, uh, Abner Malifaux for Peter and Connor, and whatever my one's called, because I don't put anything in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you guys next time, which hopefully will not be this, the first episode recorded again. <laughs> Have a lovely <laughs> evening. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.